Good international morning. You're listening to Drinking Socially, the official Untapped podcast. Your weekly look into what's happening in the Untapped community and the world of beer. So this episode is brought to you by Next Exit, Untapped's new travel show. Hosted by the one and only Kenny Gould, each episode features a different city along with the food, beers, breweries, and people that make it great. Our first episode is live tonight, November 3rd at 6 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. A link will be in the show notes, but also if you're watching this on YouTube, you're already here. Just come back at 6 or subscribe. We'll get alerted at uh, 6 o'clock tonight, and we'll be watching and commenting along. You should, too, if you want us to go somewhere next. Where? Your hometown? Another place? Let us know. In the comments tonight, uh, I'll probably be in there making jokes and wishing I was <laughs> doing whatever Kenny was doing. Um, and remember, like, subscribe, follow us, or we like to follow things so you can see more of the shenanigans John and I get into each week. This week is special. This week is, as John said, international. What's happening, John? What's going on tomorrow if you're watching this the day or listening to this the day it comes out? What, what are we about to experience? Yeah, big day, the first Thursday of November. You mm. probably also have heard of the third Thursday of mm-hmm. November, but yep. I guess there's a lot of made-up holidays. I mean, I mean, I guess technically all holidays are made up, but yep. everybody <laughs> I know wants to celebrate International Leave the Office Early Day on June 6th. Mark That's that on your one. calendars for next year. That's and of one. course, who could forget World Toothache Day. On February 9th. Can't wait to celebrate that again next year. Just save your toothaches. And coming soon on December 8th, pretend to be a time traveler day or just a regular Wednesday for Harrison. We'll have an episode coming out on that day, Harrison. Remember that? Mm, I'm already there. If you're not planning out your made-up serendipitous holidays, the point of all this is that... Well, probably to support the greeting card industry other than that, but there's one international day that supports great beer and hopefully some of your favorite breweries as well. And it's coming up, as Harrison alluded to, in one day. So International Stout Day is way better than International Nutella Day, Mm. although you could probably aim for a two-for-one and drink Stoutello from Knee Deep out in Auburn, California. But there's... Not This isn't a podcast about holidays. This particular International Stout Day goes back to 2011 in Southern California, where the beer goddess, Aaron Peters, journalists, among other things, wanted to promote attention and awareness to the style. It caught on, and we're now celebrating the 10th year for this beautiful style. The celebration always happens on the first Thursday in November of each year. So mark your calendars for next year and get ready for Harrison to tell you a little bit more about Untap's role in this elective holiday we're celebrating mandatorily because it's a great holiday. (laughs) That's right. Happy to have to do it. International Stout Day, baby. So it's it's here again, as John said. It's tomorrow. If you're listening to this on a day, it comes out. So Thursday, November 4th. And we have a badge! Huzzah! Fantastic. It's a special badge. And the description, the hint, rather, pretty simple. Just check into any stout on November 4th. So any stout, right? We know there are tons of categories. We got oatmeal stouts, Russian Imperial, 
Imperial Oatmeal Stouts, Irish Dry Stouts, White Stouts, which I always forget about, and we should do one of those, if only yeah. to say the whole time, oh, it kind of tastes like a stout, but it doesn't. That's the yep. whole episode. Um, <laughs> so maybe we don't need to do it. Uh, maybe we will. But pastry stouts, English stouts, there's all kinds of stouts out there. You know, we know. So if you're about to open one today, stop and open it tomorrow. Or have one today and one tomorrow. I don't care. It's your life. Do whatever you want. But if it's your last stout and you want this badge, can't get it on the 3rd of November, only the 4th. So do what you will with that information. But I'm looking forward to it. And we're celebrating a little early, I know. But again, I have a couple of stouts in my fridge. So I'm not too worried about that. What I don't have, though, is the stout that John is enjoying today. And I'm jealous because this is like one of the big ones. This is this is a big deal. You've got a whale over there, John. What are you going to be celebrating International Stout Day with? What's happening? It's reasonable to be jealous of this one. <sighs> I, I have a closet full of stouts and then a shelf full of stouts next to them that that i'm aging and really what that means is they're all so freaking high in abv that i can't (laughs) responsibly drink them on a tuesday after work that's right um this one is one of those but we've got a holiday coming up and so the stout i'm going to be drinking to pre (laughs) to pre-game for my international stout day on wednesday is abraxas from perennial uh this was actually a undeserved gift mm. from a great friend of mine so i've really? been holding on to it for a long time awesome guy great hair amazing sweater game really cool rush poster okay, no you one. should check him out uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was it was a gift it's 11 and a half percent it's 80 ibus mm. 55,000 ratings on untapped and it holds a 4.41 i mean wow. this is this is a dream stout for me it's basically mexican hot chocolate yeah, it's they they brew it and they just load up malt like uh, I, the malt bill is English crystal, black malt, roasted barley, two row barley, roasted chocolate malt and oats. Yeah. Then they throw in some American ale yeast and let it sit for about a week on ancho peppers, cinnamon, vanilla and cocoa nibs. Nice. I mean. If you've if you've had like Zoka Vesa or any of those like yeah. Mexican chocolate style stouts, I think they all owe a little bit of homage to Abraxas. I've never had it before. I've never had like an occasion to crack it open other mm. than today. So I'm gonna work on pouring this thing into a glass Good. and trying not to just get it, giggle and smile. Um, yeah. While I'm doing that, Harrison, would you bring to the party? That's right, giggle and smile as much. As you want, John. That's what the people want. Giggling and smiling. That's why they're here. <laughs> so I I went a different route. I left my closet stouts in the closet for this holiday. And instead, I grabbed a beer I've never had before, but it's one of my favorite kind of stouts. It is an oyster stout, the York River oyster stout, to be exact. From Ooh. Ale Works Brewing Co. out of Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, 6, 6% ABV, only 460 or so check-ins. However, I think they recently-ish rebranded it. used to have an older name, the Tommy Leggett Oyster Stout, because this is a brewing collaboration with Tommy Leggett, the owner of York River Oysters. So it's kind of an homage to him and sounds like quite the local, local fisherman, local kind of man about town, if you will. And they add fresh, whole, local oysters to the boil. So the whole oyster's going in. 
offers kind of a mild salinity, briny sweetness to rich, dark character, kind of like a traditional English style stout. So all those things get me excited in different ways than John's Abraxas is. But again, this is, it's International Stout Day or almost is. This is my favorite kind of stout. So uh, I didn't overthink it and just said, yep. Give me the one with oysters in it. A meal in a glass. Anyway, I've our, I'm over here yammering as John's having uh, probably an out-of-body experience. So what's what's going on on the Abraxas side of town, John? What's happening over there? Oh. <laughs> let me let me hold this up to the microphone for a second. Waffles. That's, oh. that's, <laughs> that's what it sounds like. It, the, wow. Mm. Um. If if you you if you haven't had a Braxis yet, you may have heard of it before, especially if you're listening to the Untapped podcast. You've probably heard of this beer, and all I can tell you is that the rumors are true. Mm. It's it's like painfully gooey and smooth, and then the ancho brings just like more almost like a smoky heat, like not anything that you're yeah, gonna right. not a. It's a really mellow subtle tinge of heat that's almost like on par with what you would get from a lot of cinnamon and then the vanilla beans they don't use a cop out vanilla they're throwing the expensive sure. beans in here cocoa right. nibs this i mean it tastes it tastes like a really good brownie but that's not even doing it justice it tastes like i'm gonna probably feel really good in a little bit and that's maybe the best the best description I could give. I understand how fifty five thousand people agree that it's a nearly perfect rating on Untapped. Right. Um, I'll shut up, Harrison, and try not to. I mean, if if you can get a Braxis, just do it. Um, that's my <laughs> that's my review. Aroma, yeah, it's dark and all that stuff, but just get it. Um, get it. Singing endorsement. Mm. loving it what about you harrison how's the oysters treating you yes this is as described it's delivering perfectly this is great i mean it's um so oyster stouts if that's a new style to you here's the long and the short of it you can use just the shells you can use whole oysters add some seawater kind of different breweries do it different ways as i mentioned aleworks is throwing the whole oyster in there um so there's a couple things First up, the kind of calcium carbonate that is an oyster shell that they're made out of can kind of help clarify the body a bit, which doesn't really matter with a stout, but um, it also kind of adds a little bit more body to it, I find. And then you do get like a, this is not briny, salty, like goza. This is different. It's kind of just, like a, it's really chocolatey on the front. And then it's like a kiss of sea salt in the back. It's almost like sea salted chocolates. It's, Ooh. so it's, it's very good. It's, it's. I mean, that's it. It's like a sea salt and dark chocolate bar that I, you know, get for my significant other three times a week. Whenever I'm in the grocery store, I'm probably also getting a bar of some fancy sea salt chocolate. But I end up eating about half of it at home, too. So it's for both of us. But yeah, sickness and health. Here. Right. Yeah, that's right. It's good for it. Dark chocolate, all that stuff. But that's it. I mean, it's that's what I'm getting. I'll see what it does. I drink a little more of it. But it's like chocolatey sea salt. Candy bars is this is great. This is um it's delicious. I'm happy. You're, I'm drinking a, a Braxis, uh, wow. which is I mean, there's variants of it and stuff, of course, yes. as well. If you're super affluent or connected, but um, <laughs> but it, it's a showstopper, and yeah. I I will testify that it has every right to be that. But 
you're selling me on wishing I had an oyster stout in my this hands now good. too. You, I think a lot of us, almost probably everyone listening to this show is, is at one point heard the term oyster stout. Maybe yeah. a couple of us have drank them before or walked away from them. And it's maybe you like oysters, but oyster stout is just one of those mm-hmm. things that's like, oh, do you want a, a, a ketchup and jelly sandwich? Like it doesn't sound like they right. would connect well. Right. When you're talking about that, Harrison, like throwing whole oysters and stuff, it, it and thank you for kind of elaborating on that. Is, have you guys ever brewed with oysters at Neshemini, or is that something you ever? Am I am I wrong in thinking that there's uh, an assistant brewer somewhere that's just popping these things open um, and oh. throwing them in a throwing them in a mash tun? Sure. So you could do that, or you could. I mean, I know we never did it in Neshemini Creek, but there are plenty of breweries that all do an oyster boil in the mash tun. Like you will throw the whole oysters in there and do your brew day. And as they open up, when they hit, you know, boiling temperature, pull them out and eat them and then keep brewing. So you're doing like an oyster boil while you're making this beer. Not all of them. You got to leave some in, but yeah, we never did that, but I've seen it. I know breweries do that. It's, I mean, that's all a brew kettle is just a big old kettle that you're boiling, you know, hot wort in. So why not? Pull some oysters out and eat them. So that's that is a thing. Um, my favorite memories and favorite oyster stouts though was not one of the ones we brewed, but one that Yards Brewing Company, also out of Philadelphia, still brews. It's called their Love Stout. It's their oyster stout, and it's on nitro usually on tap around town, mm-hmm. and it's always on tap at the Oyster House in Philadelphia on Sanson Street. So if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you should get over there. They have, I hope they still have it, but they had when I lived there, the elusive Saturday night happy hour where from nine to like 11, it was buck a shuck oysters. Oh, man. You get yards love stout on tap and eat as many oysters as you could possibly eat in a couple hours and not break the bank doing it. So that was, I was there most Saturday nights <laughs> living like a, you know, a pauper in the fancy part of town. It was fun to be a imposer but you couldn't do it too many nights in a row. i didn't have that many nice khakis but i you know the, the one pair i did have got a lot of a lot of mileage going to the oyster house on saturday nights and drinking oyster stouts and eating oysters it was uh they knew my name there john it was one of those places oh. in and they waved to me here's your spot i felt like a mob boss it was and people looked at me like who's that guy is he famous is he a blackmail on the owners like why is he getting he looks like a hobo why is he getting treated if, like you the place. If you're fortunate enough to have a place, whether it is the oyster house or a really fancy chop house or anything in between, if you're fortunate enough to be able to frequent a place, not just financially, but like to have a place that's that good that draws you back every week and then they start to know wow. your name, there, in my opinion, there is no greater feeling than walking into your favorite hospitality establishment and then having them greeting like, Hey, how's it going? Well, yeah, we try the meatballs tonight. We did something, but there's, that's, that's such an awesome feeling. Uh, as I've been stuck at home for the majority of the last couple of years, I think I just crave some hospitality and hearing you describe that, that really hit home. Yeah. Felt like an old, the glory days, John. I've said that a bunch of this podcast, but it's, it's nice to think about. And, Right. Remember those nights as well as one could with as many oysters and oyster stouts involved. Yeah. But yeah. So again, favorite style of beer. I think I just perhaps gave it an, or some stout rather, favorite kind of stout. 
perhaps gave some insight now as to, to why it's a lot of history <laughs> with me and the oyster stout and oysters and good plus nostalgia equals best. That's, a, that's an equation that I just made up. I think you're right. <laughs> you mentioned, I like it. You, you science nerd, you mentioned sodium bicarbonate in the mm. oyster shells. Yes. Is that something I've only seen oyster stouts. Is there a reason one has any, do they, do brewers use sodium bicarbonate to clear up other beers? Just like the chemical, is that a common practice or two second question? Could I find an oyster IPA or is there good reason why I shouldn't? Well, I mean, it really, so, I mean, you use, yeah. So calcium carbonate is, is what's in there. And it's, that's like, that's gypsum. Ah, yep. I was totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Well, close enough. Sodium, that's baking soda. Fancy but, science word. Right. Yeah. They're all salts. You could use them in brewing. And yeah, calcium carbonates used a lot. I mean, to help with the pH of the water, to help really make clear up your beer and it's still used today, but you don't need to write, go find oysters to do it. You can go to your you know, supplier and order that brewing salt. And again, most breweries use calcium carbonate in one way or another for certain beers, all that stuff. So it's, it's really common um, in the beer world. So yeah, do not have to, uh, to, you know, go, um, to the shore though, and pull some moisture out of the ground each time make a beer. Figure it clarify out. this Irish stout. Right. Yeah, give me those. those things. I know, right? <laughs> but it's yeah, it can help increase the pH and the water hardness and all that stuff. But also um, make sure your mash doesn't basically doesn't get like yeah too acidic, which can happen, especially when you're dealing with like roasted malts like this, um, which you don't want. It can mess up the hops. It can taste gross. So helps with that, um, which is which is really cool, right? There's all this kind of crazy science that um, that goes into to making beer that you don't really think about and brewing salts. That's just what the term you use. Not like table salt. Again, it's it's other stuff um, that you're adding, <clears throat> um, but that is they think like a benefit or why brewers started throwing oysters into beers. You know, 200 years ago, um, it was to help clear it up. So, Let's try these. Yeah. I like them for dinner. Right. They're cheap. Right. Makes total <laughs> sense. Probably what it was I mean, more so, right? Just an efficient way to make your beer and make your dinner at the same time. <laughs> and I love that idea. I'm, I'm, if I'm ever able to attend like a day where a brewery is creating an oyster stout and having an oyster boil at the same yeah. time, I, I would feel like I kind of helped make the beer by eating yeah. a few of them. Certainly. Um, that's incredible. That's Certainly how the cleanup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm here for. Hand me the oysters that are already cooked. I'll help out as much as I can. <laughs> that's it. That's good. Cleaning is 90% of brewing, so you're helping out probably more than you realize, John. Yeah, I've never seen an oyster Abraxas and probably won't, but after I'm sipping on this, if they made a salted Abraxas, I would mm. love that as well. I know. That beer is it's so magical and amazing, and we're lucky to have um, yeah, sump from them back earlier this year. There's sump coffee stout, which is crazy. So I've heard great things about Abraxas. One day I'll get my hands on it. But glad you're enjoying it for the both of us right now because it is one of those legendary beers that uh, you know, right? Everyone talks about, and, and now I can I can see why from your your take of it. Yeah, I don't I don't think I painted a beautiful picture, but. Yeah sometimes you just gotta take my word for it and go get this beer if you can 
Right. I think that's that's the billboard I see is a Brexit get it. And that's yeah. it. That's what you see yeah. on the highway. They're like, well, like, oh, 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 now? Okay, I'm going to work. You're talking to me? Yeah, right. pull over. <laughs> right. I got to go get some milk and the diapers, but I guess that has to wait. The Braxis is calling my name. Next exit. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a world. Uh, so speed of worlds, yeah, yeah, we're we getting, have? we're getting, we're, we're researching to, uh, to celebrate International Stout Day, and it happened we before, are. right? As, as you said, since since 2011, Untasted celebrated for a couple of years. Now I wouldn't actually look back. I don't remember how many though years we've been doing it. At least 2015, if not 2014, maybe even a little bit earlier, but. I did take a look at last year's Stout Day badge. It was actually unlocked 154,000 times. So that's wow. Pretty impressive. And obviously, we know the beer community, the untapped community loves stouts. But I wanted to take a peek and see what 2020's top stouts for the Stout Day badge were. And a lot of not surprises, but a lot of you know a lot of things I expected rather is a better way of saying that. Um, but then also a couple surprises, a couple of things I forgot about that were like the beer of last year that popped up on this list. So number one, which probably surprises nobody when you just without thinking too hard, you think Stout Day is Guinness, um, but only like twenty check-ins behind it. Was oh, wow. K- yeah KBS's Maple Mackinac Fudge. So we, such an awesome we didn't beer. have that, but we're on the show when it came out last year, we were talking about it. It was a trending beer on Untapped. All your friends were having it. You probably had it out there listening. I didn't, um, but it was one of those. <laughs> it was it was that one of a variant of KBS that people were like, "Holy guacamole! This is this is holy waffles! This is amazing!" So that was cool to get reminded of that. And oh, that was a hot minute of beer everybody had to grab. And what a great way to celebrate International Stout Day. But after that was Campfire Amplifier from Dogfish Head. Yeah. Which is, I think that was a new beer, at least like wider distribution for them last year. It's a milk stout brewed with graham crackers, cinnamon marshmallows, and cocoa powder and vanilla beans, which is sick, but only 6.5%. So a kind of an approachable version of a wild and crazy stout. Um, after that, Raspberry Milk Stout from Left Hand. So obviously Left Hand is so known for their milk stout. It's called Milk Stout. Um, but they have a raspberry variant, which is pretty sick. Um, and then Stone Wakaveza, which you, or however you say it, you said earlier. Um, Big Luscious from Bounders. Layer Cake from Brewdog. The original KBS. And then Left Hand's Milk Stout, the original kind of base beer, rounds it out. So some classics in there with left hand and Guinness showing up. And then the, again, like the, the new, new, if you will, with campfire, fire at KBS's um, Mackinac fudge variants popping up on there too. So good job everyone last year on international stout day, definitely enjoyed some, uh, some pretty cool things. John, what did you have? I'm pretty sure you were in this beer last year. You remember? Yeah. I last year I unlocked this beer with, or I unlocked this beer. Here we go. Abraxas. Uh, I unlocked this badge with a beer from Siren Brewing out in the Ooh, UK. Yeah, yeah. Became a huge fan of Siren last yeah. year. Uh, found a company that was shipping beer over here. And I don't know if they're still able to, but that was a great setup ah, for a minute. Right. And in last year, 
uh, Untap ran the badge for, it was like four or five days. So you had a little bit more opportunity right. to earn right. it. And I was checking into, I think it was Broken Dreams from Siren, unlocked the badge in 2020. And I, I, I know I unlocked it once with Founders Imperial Stout, uh, just their base Imperial Stout, yep. which is delicious. Yep. Okay. And uh, I think three times, but it was hard to check. You have to go into mm-hmm. your profile on Untap, click on your badges, go to the special badges and then Correct. search for it. And cause it gets, it's only a, a special badge. It's only available usually one day a year. So it gets right. retired. And Correct. if you miss it, you miss it. That's right. So again, don't miss it this year, guys. Tomorrow, the first day of November, that is November the 4th. Grab that beer. Check it in. Check that out. I wonder what will unlock the stout badge the most this year i right did founders will probably drop a new kbs variant or maybe already has it was yeah i saw it at our local bottle shop it was the cinnamon kbs the cinnamon vanilla cocoa right sold cinnamon vanilla so that's already a trending beer on untapped wouldn't be surprised if that shot right up to the top of the list um as the stout or right behind Guinness, Guinness being honest yeah. with ourselves, <laughs> yeah. but which is fine. Um, we should drink that beer one. I think we did we do Guinness or just the extra stout on, the, did. on the podcast before. Oh mate, I know we draft. did we did Innocent Gun uh, back in right. back in season we two. Did. I don't know if we've ever done Guinness on the Monday. show. We'd have Monday. to I almost feel like we'd have to we could do it from a bottle, but I feel like Guinness would want us to go and get you know the proper right. pour. You're right. And have someone do like the laser etching of the drinking socially logo on the mm. on the nitro foam. Um, all right. I'd be down, Guinness. If you're listening <laughs> out there, more than happy to drink a couple pints of Guinness and hang out with John somewhere with yeah, laser etching beer machines. Yes. Speaking of laser etching beer machines. Um no, that's not that's not a segue I was prepared for. Harrison, have you ever bought a no? Right. Um but so what I'm thinking is I've got a stout that's basically a Mexican hot chocolate turned into beer. Yes. You're drinking a stout that the instead of Mexican hot chocolate ingredients, they use oysters and other things, of course. But sure. oysters, the prevailing uh, neat addition, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. What other animal product, um, if we take Mexican hot chocolate off the table and, and think of oysters, what other animal product do you think would make a good stout addition so the one that jumps out right away is actually beyond the obvious maybe is bacon so coffee we've done vanilla beans cinnamon we're just talking about all this stuff but bacon is one actually shows up in one of my favorite porters so we spoke about that on the to the port badge episode and gave us a little history there about how Turkey first and all that stuff. But anyway, um, maple bacon coffee porter from Funky Buddha is using, as it says in the name, so bacon. So again, not a stout, but you get the gist in that same neighborhood, of course. And they're killing it with some bacon. I'm sure there's some others that are actually stouts I'm just not thinking of. But that's, uh, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that offer is kind of a smoky element and it, okay. it does something that. You'd be hard to find as a flavor anywhere else um, unless you were like using smoked malt and stuff. But even that's different, I would argue, than 
the flavor bacon would impart to a beer. Almost everyone probably just got a little bit hungry, depending on, it doesn't even matter when you're listening to this (laughs) (laughs) morning, evening. Right. I said bacon. Everyone's hungry now. If you were making a bacon stout at your brewery, would you like, is that something where I could just come in and you would hand me some, I don't know. I've never had boiled bacon. Is that, well, here's a question. (laughs) What what difficulties would brewing with bacon would, is that something that people don't do just because they eat their bacon or does it make brewing really hard for some reason? Yeah, it's not great. Anything with fat in it. So like a lot of chocolates too, or peanut butter, anytime you're dealing with fat, the best part of bacon um, it can yeah. get really difficult. Fat and water obviously don't mix. Um, it can make a mess. So there are ways to like dehydrate it or grind up the bacon and almost remove some of the fat from it to get around a lot of these problems. But as you hear me describe it, there's some work involved there. It can be a bit of a chore. So there's a reason that you're not seeing every brew pub or corner brewery or brewery in your town doing a bacon infused beer. It can be difficult, but as a seasonal or a one-off, I mean, you could probably make the case for it being worth it, especially if it has a, a, a fanfare following or you're maybe doing an anniversary party, smoking old pig, having the maple Ooh. bacon porter or stout or, oh, now I'm very hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Sweetwater did like a smoked pork yes, porter right. a while ago that was like oh, remarkably was accurate. And also hearing you explain it makes me think that they probably just did that and transferred to a new brew house afterwards <laughs> rather than right. trying. Right. That was, it um, was their, it was their pulled Porter. Great yes. name. Part of their yes. Dink tank series. And I had it and absolutely loved it. Um, the day tank series is really cool. If you haven't checked that out from Sweetwater, but yeah. Pulled, so same deal, right. They were using like, um yeah they were putting if i remember correctly i can look it up on tap on on tap but yeah putting some uh putting some bacon uh, beer together and not uh, losing their minds over but yeah they don't they don't make it that much so yeah, probably my point probably not their number one uh item for distribution although that would smell i don't know maybe good or bad but um, so last question for you, I think, okay. Harrison, while I'm picking your brain on your yeah. brewing sciences, uh, we got Mexican hot chocolate as an inspiration. I'm going back to desserts. I mean, I've had like sweet, desserty bacon and waffles things before, but let's stick in with like the mainstream. We all know you love carrot cake, especially yeah. after a few episodes ago. Right. Can you think of like a dessert or a sweet or a candy that hasn't been super stoutified yet or I don't know, one you would like to find maybe tomorrow to ring in your international stout day? Mm. It'd be cool. I mean, yeah, I'm a very, so I'm a boring dessert person. I know this, whatever. Um, my favorite dessert is like vanilla ice cream with rainbow sprinkles. Now that specifically, that would be maybe a little wild in a stout at the, the Jimmy's in there or whatever you call them based on where we live. Um, yep. But it, vanilla ice cream and rainbow sprinkles are like Nilla wafers, which is like a very bland cookie. But I like, as a, I remember eating them by the box, like yeah. so much so that my <laughs> as a kid, my mom was like, "Let's get you the reduced fat ones because I'm sure this is unhealthy, <laughs> and you're not probably even paying attention to 
what you're no, eating. Meal wafers are like cookie well, potato chips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what they are. And I remember staying up late watching Conan O'Brien when he was on the late night show, late night with Conan O'Brien, and just doing milk and Nilla wafers until someone had to take the box away. <laughs> that was when my pancreas was like, this is great. Keep it coming. All my my organs worked. It didn't matter. It felt great. I felt fine afterwards. So I did that now. I'd be dead. Or Yeah. Just take a day off to recover. The couch, right? The dog would just start barking because it could tell my blood sugar was dropping. Now he wouldn't care. We don't have smart dogs. He would just eat the food out of my hand as I fell asleep on the couch. But still. So anyway, no, we stouts. That might be dangerous. I think I'm learning. But be curious about that. Or even like I, a sugar cookie. I don't know. Who knows, John? I like the, I like your, I mean, boring desserts. Everything old is new again. We don't have to call them boring desserts. Maybe we'll call them, I don't know, something more traditional dessert. Classic. Stouts, classic dessert. It's just marketing. I would right. dip some right. Nilla wafers in this Abraxas and I'd have a good time of it if Conan O'Brien was still on the late show. Um, yeah. What about you guys listening at home? If you were able to make your kind of dream stout for International Stout Day, uh, what would you put into it? Let us know in the comments on social media. I'm really excited to ask Harrison what he would do uh, to try and make uh, any of your weird creations that you've got uh, a little more creativity than me, hopefully on the podcast. Any thoughts, Harrison? So here, yeah, I mean, I think we both know the answer to this question. And hopefully some of you guys at home know, too, have been listening the podcast for a while but you could go ahead and grab that old french ah. press you stopped using because you were tired of the work involved and bought a mr yep. coffee i'm i don't nothing no shame there we're all busy people it's nice to have a robot and make your coffee for you in the morning and have it hot when you walk <laughs> into the kitchen um confused how did i get that talking head song in your head how did i get here this is my house anyway so um <laughs> but that French press dusts off the cobwebs, kick the spider out of it, and put your favorite stout in it, or just a nice base stout, and then a handful of whatever you want. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Nello wafers, sugar cookies, some ice cream. John and I did this on the episode Beer Infusions back in Season 2, Episode 13 of Drinking Socially. We just grabbed a stout and a lager and a bunch of ingredients and, and went ham with it. So... If you have your dream stout in your head and no one has made it yet, I mean, first of all, jump on untapped, double check, because they might have. I feel like every time I suggest a beer, there's 900 versions yeah. of it, which uh, great. Um, but if you can't get the one you want near you, make it yourself. Grab those ingredients, infuse it. Check out that episode. We walk you through how to do it. It's really simple, but... Um, but also really fun and, you know, something that I always forget about. But I, I have a dusty old French press just sitting there doing nothing. Maybe that's all I'll do tomorrow. I'll, I'll, we'll see. Keep an eye on the old check-ins, old Harry Beer Beard's check-ins. Maybe there'll be a box of Nell wafers in the background and be asleep on the ground. And don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. A handful of raw oysters. <laughs> That'll bring me back to life. The oysters will bring me back. <laughs> Uh, that sounds great. And I, that episode was so much fun to do. I think there's still yeah. a beautiful picture on untapped social media that taken by our be. friend Chandler of all the ingredients. We had like, I don't know, sweet Italian cherries and coffee beans and stuff. We were messing around. That was yeah. fun to record. Terrible to clean up. Probably, right. I know. I probably really like did. a brew day. Golly. Right. Yeah. Mini, right. Messy brew day. But right, as you said, tons of fun. It was cool. I remember being impressed. We had ginger as one of the ingredients and kind of what that 
how quickly the ginger really did infuse itself uh, in the beer we were having. It was that that surprised me. So again, try fun stuff yeah. and maybe surprise yourself. Now we get now that we do YouTube, we should probably do that again. I'm surprised I didn't. Of course. I haven't done it since then either, but <laughs> adding fresh ginger to any of your weekend lawnmower beers is, is a game changer. You should try that or yeah, right. little wafers now that we're getting into or pumpkin pie, something or other. Sure, right. There's tons of pies. Grab your leftovers, put it in the French press. There you yeah, go. Maybe not. Just, yeah, not stuff that's too fatty. I think also that's true. The, yeah. The telltale. Of- Don't fresh press peanut butter. Exactly, or right the gravy. Let's not. Yeah. Well, that would be a sad surprise. I I would hasten. If you do, that. take a photo, please, cool. uh, <laughs> and, and, and tag me and Harrison yeah, just so we can do. Yeah, right with you. Right, drop it on our Facebook group. All that stuff. So, speaking of, speaking of things that are not gross but great, John, take us away to the magical land that's Portugal with this week's verified venue. I think right. That's where we're going. Yeah, um, I so I was I was looking around for stouts and trying to find a location that was celebrating International Stout Day, and sure. you, you, it's it, I, I I failed. So what I ended <laughs> up doing is I ended up chasing Abraxas and trying to figure out where oh, where nice. can I find this pouring on Untapped, and yeah. I also want to travel, and I, I like I want sure. to live my life like the next exit, so. I was thinking, <laughs> let's go someplace else. And I found a verified venue called Outro Lado. And I say that is you should probably say it in like Portuguese. It's called it translates to the other side. And it's in Lisbon, Portugal. And okay. I chose this place really for I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it really ni- nice and concise. Three simple nice. reasons. One, they have a Braxis on their untapped menu. Two, they had over 700 beers checked in on Untapped last month. Ooh, nice. Wow. Three, you don't even have to go there. They have an online store. You can get beers from Equilibrium, Wylam, The Vale, Zagavore. Like Ooh. some of the highest rated breweries in the world are in their cans and bottles, in their tap room, and they'll ship anywhere, mainland Portugal or Spain, for $5. What? So if you're listening, America, catch up, please. Um, but uh, the, uh, outro lado, the other side verified in Lisbon, Portugal on untapped amazing beer menu. I'd love to go visit. I'd love to be able to buy beer from them online. Did you see anything, uh, when you were checking them out on untapped Harrison that you want to add? Yeah. Something jumped out that was like maybe double do a double take. They do a trivia night. But in English, so obviously we're in Portugal here, where English is not the main language, but doesn't matter. Um, I'm sure, though, if you only see Portuguese after a couple of drinks, you'll be just answering in confidence. Just, yeah, I know, that means me. It's A. It's Michael Scott's the answer. Um, so just yell at Michael Scott if you're in doubt. Most trivias, I feel like, are the office theme, or at least one one night a week if you're doing multiple trivias. I feel like it's always the old The Office show um in the u.s that was a big deal still which is funny you ever notice fans of the office they say do you watch the office instead of did you watch the office as if it's still playing and they haven't they're just re-watching forever so i'm one of those people i get it's it. great um but uh you know do you watch lost no. right <laughs> Ugh, hopefully you don't if you're starting to thinking about it that's no, not it yeah. that's not 
the show for you unless you like just being angry forever. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) So accurate. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. What a waste. Um, All right. So but anyway, so they're doing killer stuff. The other side. I mean, clearly the beer is for themselves, but. You know, they're having some fun. If you're able to get there on Thursdays, enjoy some trivia. Um, prove your, to your friends you're the smartest. Maybe gamble next month's rent on it. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, how you let's feel. not go down your road again. Right, exactly. Yeah. Let's not do that. It's cold out. It's getting cold outside. Maybe not gamble at rent. Um, horrible <laughs> advice from Harrison. Harrison's horrible advice, coroner. Like, <laughs> you don't need an accountant. You can do it all yourself. That was Harrison's horrible advice. <laughs> Seatbelts? What is this? The 18 signal? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Let's jump back to beer. You had some gra- I was jealous of your check-ins again this week, John. Let's talk about the best beer of the week. What'd you find out there? Yeah, I was doing a lot of preparation for International Stout Day mm. um, for the majority of my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, all, the greatest thing about stouts is they're all 10%. Um, I don't know how you find them less than that. <laughs> um the one that I want to shout out the most is it's another beer that I've been holding on to. Super delicious stout. I had the Extreme mm. Beer Fest edition from Ooh, Beer wow. Advocate. I ordered yes. their festival box about a year ago, and I've just been waiting to drink it. And now it's finally starting to get chilly, so crack that thing open. Uh, Shorts makes this beer, and they make this beer regularly, wow. but they did a special oh, version for Extreme Beer Fest. It was a 9.7%, so I think technically a sessionable stout, mm. and sits in maple bourbon barrels for a while. I mean, yeah, stouts, sweets, candies, that's me. I'm well, John, but- got diabetes. Um, <laughs> what, what, what about you, Harrison? Yeah, so I went like with the light, the lager version of a stout, that's kind of right, with Victory's Dome Crusher, which is a dark lager, which was... One of those beers that kind of tricks the mind, almost like Magic Eye, when you're like looking at a dark beer, but it drank by my eyes closed. I would guess this is a Hellas Lager, but it was it had like kind of a smoky, smooth thing going on. Not overly smoky, but it was just such a light-bodied but dark beer. Which again, every even though that happens to me once a week, I feel like I discover a beer like that. It still is always surprising. So, Victory's Dome Crusher. It was delicious and also set me up well to be like, yeah, oh, that's right. Dark beers. Those are a thing. Let's drink more of them leading up to International Stout Day tomorrow. So that was a perfect way to kind of prime me for today's cast. And it worked well, I think. Yeah, Victory <laughs> makes some great beers. Um, we should I had to remember to drink them on the show soon. Or we just should. drink some we Dirt Wolf sometimes. Dirt Wolf. What were going to say? We should Dirt Wolf or Hop Devil, which you can't even, even find it anymore. I don't know what the sort of Hop Devil was that brewery was all about forever. And uh, I don't even remember the last time I've seen a bottle of it. So anyway, I'm old. That's boring. Yeah. But we're but all tomorrow. here with you. <laughs> tomorrow, International Stout Day. Drink stouts. Really, stout day is every day, right? It's a state of Should mind, be. all that stuff. But with the badge, that's not a state of mind. That's a physical, a virtual thing. Only get it tomorrow, November 4th. So grab a stout, crack it open, celebrate the magical, mystical, maybe oyster-filled, maybe pumpkin-filled, maybe vanilla and cocoa-filled beers that are stouts. Maybe it's got nothing in it other than just... 
natural beer ingredients. That's wild too. Um, <laughs> Have fun with your dry in, Irish. That's yeah. right. <laughs> check it in tomorrow. Earn that badge. And remember to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, jump on podcasts, untap.com, follow us on YouTube so you can see us be goofy and how many sweaters I have. We'll all find out together as we <laughs> the rest of this season of Turkey and Socially. What's going on, though, next week, John? Do we have a plan? Are we winging it? Are we, what's we're, happening? We're men without a country next week. We're going back to the drawing board. The leaves are changing. I'm realizing I've grown too much for last year's sweaters so got it uh, um, yeah. <laughs> the things are changing um so uh tune in next week of course we'd love you to do that um and remember be active on untapped social media when you see them post about drinking socially let them know let us know what you'd like yeah. us to cover um yeah, no plans. Let's see what cool. happens in seven days. Enjoy International Stout Day. That's right, everybody. Until then, cheers! cheers.